Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, Lord. You won't let me go. Thank you, Lord. I know in your own. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Craig. Good morning, Jessica. I know your arms. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We go. You won't me go. Good morning. Good morning. Me go. Thank you for never giving up on me. Thank you for never, ever, ever giving up on me. Thank you, Lord, that you never gave up on me. Thank you, you've been faithful, even when I've been faithless. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Me too, Nisi. Good morning. Let me go. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for being so transparent with us, Lord God. Thank you for just your promises. Thank you, Father God, that the promises of God are yes and amen. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We lift up your holy name, Father God. We just thank you, Father God for just your amazing, your amazingness, how amazing you are, how 
um, dope you are, how awesome you are, how mighty you are. I love the fact that you're omniscient and omnipotent. Father God, just like you here checking on Lakeisha, you over there seeing about Nisi and you seeing about Whitney and you seeing about Annie and you seeing about the Shannon and you seeing about Tammy. I love how you're all knowing. I love how you're all seeing. I love how you know me that, you know, every strand of hair on my head down to the tips of my toes. I'm just so grateful for you. And I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I'm not measured by this world system. I thank you. You see me as being good. You see me as being perfect. You see me as being worthy. I thank you. You chose me. You redeemed me. You adopted me, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for my righteousness through Jesus Christ. I honor you this morning, Lord God, with the fruit of my lips. I honor you this morning, Lord God, with the fruit of my lips. I honor you this morning, Lord God, with the fruit of my lips. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for my children. I thank you, Father God, for my grandsons. I thank you for my mom and my dad who are still alive. I thank you for all uh, 10 of my siblings, Lord God. I thank you for every last one of them. I thank you for my nieces, my nephews. I thank you for my surrogate daughters and my father God, those that are not just born of blood, but are still my family and my surrogate moms. And I thank you, Father God, for uncles and aunties, Lord God. And I just thank you for my cousins and them. I just thank you, Lord God. I thank you. I thank you. You are such a powerful, mighty and strong God, and you are mighty to save. And I thank you, Lord God, you have just considered us above everything. You considered us. Who is man that thou art mindful of us? I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for a place to stay. I thank you for a car to drive. I thank you, Father God. I got food in my fridge. I thank you, Father God, for the anointing, the grace, and the call that's on my life. I thank you for ministry. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for grace. I thank you for glory. I thank you for goodness. I thank you for mercy, Lord God. I thank you for your peace, your peace that passes all understanding. I thank you, Father God, for wisdom, a wisdom that can only come from above. I thank you, Father God, for burning up the chaff, anything in me that does not align with your word. I thank you for vision and I thank you for purpose and I thank you for clarity. And I thank you, Father God, that I am not limited by what I see, Lord God. I thank you that I'm not limited by what I see or what I hear. I thank you, Father God, that you are the main frame. <laughs> you are the main frame, that you are the main frame, and I'm just connected to you. And I thank you for that, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for giving us ears to hear this morning and eyes to see and a heart that has that desires to serve you, Lord God. I thank you this morning. We will not lean into our own understanding and all our ways. We will acknowledge you, Father God, so that you can direct our path, Lord God. I thank Thank you, Father God, for just just who for clarity, for direction, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for your love and that you demonstrated it most through Christ Jesus. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your love. I thank you for loving me even when I couldn't love myself. I thank you for loving me even when I didn't see myself as being lovely. I thank you, Father God, for you establishing my worth and who I was in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for 
not bending the truth, Lord God, but being steadfast and immovable, Lord God. I thank you. Thank you, Lord God. I thank you for being a God of integrity and a God of character, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. You are a sovereign God. I thank you for your justice. I thank you. You are a fair God. I thank you, Lord God, just for your presence today, Lord God. Now fill my cup. <laughs> Till it overflows, fill their cup till it overflows, Lord God. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Pour your spirit out upon all flesh. I thank you to be healer. I thank you even as I am praying right now, you are healing every fiber, every tissue, and every cell in their body, every molecule, Lord God. The eight orders, the ventricles, Lord God, shit, the kidneys, the heart and the lungs, Lord God, that you are putting that you Lord God are performing a transplant right now. Lord God, you are doing what the doctors cannot do. You are supernaturally manifesting healing in their life right now. As we speak, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that they receive it by faith for you said all they need is a little bit about the size of a mustard seed. And that becomes a potent. So we thank you and receive divine healing. We thank you for restoration. I thank you, Lord God, by your stripes, we are healed. You were already bruised for our iniquities. I thank you. You were chastised for our peace, Father God. I thank you, Lord God. You are liberally supplying our needs, daily loading us with benefits that we stand in need of nothing. I thank you today. Jehovah Jireh is what they call you. Jehovah Jireh. You are the one that provides that they come to know you as provider and nothing else. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you that they understand that money is the least of the kingdom, Lord God, and that you plan to and will take care of them. We thank you, Father God, for just a fresh wind blowing. We thank you for a fresh anointing, Lord God. We thank you for destroying yokes, a bondage of sickness and disease, Father God, and anything that has us bound and is keeping us locked in and won't allow us to walk in freedom. We thank you, Lord God, it is being plucked up, uprooted out of our life, my God. God, my God, my God, my God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are a just and a fair God, amazing and a loving God. I thank you, Father God. There is proof in your word today. I thank you, Lord God, that there is proof in your word today, that there is proof, proof in your word today. Thank you for proof, Lord God. Thank you for proof. I thank you for proof, Lord God. I thank you for proof today, Lord God, in Jesus name. My God, let me read Psalms 91 over you today. And we're going to read a couple other scriptures and then we'll get back into our truths about spiritual blessings. I hope you make today a fun Friday. I hope today isn't that serious for you that you go do something that's fun. Um, go to the movies, go take a walk, have coffee, go eat with girlfriends, date your boo. But I hope you make today into a fun Friday. God did not want you to just be here and be all serious and be all just drown out. He wants you to do some fun things too. And I know some Somebody will say, well, I ain't got no money. And I'm going to say it doesn't matter, right? My husband and I used to go and date off $7.87. It was like seven something. And how I know it was like seven something because that was the meal we would get. It was like a meal for $7 for two people. And we would go to Sonic and we would order our brown bag special. And it wound up being like $7 and something cents. And we would sit and we would eat our burger and we would drink and we would have our fries and we would just sit around and just 
eat and enjoy each other. It doesn't take a lot of money for you to enjoy life, to enjoy each other's company. So I hope you make today into a fun Friday. Take a walk, do something you've never done before. Go sit in downtown Little Rock. Just go enjoy yourself. Watch a movie, chill out breathe the way that God, you demonstrate to God that you trust him is by breathing and enjoying life in season and out of season and I like and know how to do that really well I didn't know how to do that at first but I'm telling you go and enjoy yourself watch a game go over to some friend's house y'all might not have a lot of money get your girlfriends and be like come over to my house you bring a piece of chicken you bring some mashed potatoes right and let's get together and get connected and have fun. And I'm not talking about running around fun. I'm talking about just pause for a second and enjoy the company and the fa your family and your loved ones and have some fun today. So let's read our Psalms 91 today. And then I have one more thing I need to read. It says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High. I feel the anointing. will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is, he is my God and I trust him for he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terror at night, nor the arrow that flies in day. Do not dread in the disease that stalks in darkness. Come on, Holy Spirit, come. Nor the disaster that strikes at midday, though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. So I expect to be protected. I expect God to take care of me. I expect God to be with me. I expect God to... Mm. I'm going to read Isaiah 51. So pin, put a pin in Isaiah 51. Pin it, right? Pin Isaiah 51. Pin it. Um, study it and meditate on it. I'm going to read this over you. I'm going to read this for us this morning and then we'll get into the word. It says, listen to me all. And this is the New Living Translation version. Listen to me all who hope for deliverance, all who seek the Lord. Consider the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were mined. Yes, think about Abram, your ancestor, and Sarah, who gave birth to your nation. Abraham was only one man when I called him. But when I blessed him, he became a great nation. The Lord will comfort Israel again and have pity on her ruins. Her desert will blossom like Edom, her barren wet wilderness like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found there. Songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. Listen to me, my people. Hear me, Israel, for my law will be proclaimed and my justice will become a light to the nations. My mercy and justice. Okay, this is why I always tell y'all to have a pen. Hold on. When I read the word, something sticks out. Thank you, Lord. 
I underline it and then I date it. I have little dates all in my Bible. So my mercy and justice are coming soon. My salvation is on the way. My strong arm will bring justice to the nations. Remember Monday, right? Remember Monday? I think it was Monday when I said the Lord said he was bringing justice. So my mercy and justice are coming soon. My salvation is on the way. My strong arm will bring justice to the nations. All distant lands will look to me and wait in hope for my powerful arm. Look up to the skies above and gaze down on the earth below below look up <laughs> we talked about that yesterday lord you something else for the skies will disappear like smoke and the earth will wear out like a piece of clothing i can't make this up like i can't make this up i can't make this up my god i cannot oh my god all distant lands will look to me and wait in hope for my powerful arm. If you weren't here yesterday, this would make more sense to you. Okay. Or this week, if this is your first time this week. So just go back and catch the videos. My God, the people of the earth will die like flies, but my salvation lasts forever. My righteous rule will never end. Listen to me, you know, right from wrong. You who cherish my laws in your hearts, do not be afraid of people's scorn. Mm nor fear their insults for the moth will devour them as it devours clothing. The worm will eat at them as its wool, but my righteousness will last forever. My salvation will continue from generation to generation. Wake up, wake up. O Lord, clothe yourself with strength, flex your mighty arm, rouse yourself as in the days of the old, when you slew Egypt, the dragon of the Nile, are you not the same today? He is the same God, the one who dried up the sea, making a path of escape through the depths so that your people could cross over. He always provides a way of escape. My God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not afraid to write in my Bible. Don't be afraid to write in your Bible um, so that people could cross over. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord return. They will enter Jerusalem singing crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And they will be filled with joy and gladness. I, yes, I am the one who comforts you, my God. So why are you afraid of mere humans? who wither like the grass and disappear. Yes, you have forgotten the Lord, your creator, the one who stretched out the sky. So why are you worried about your landlord? Why are you worried about your uh, spouse? Why are you worried about your kids? Why are you worried about your boss at work? Will you remain in constant dread of human oppressors? My God, absolutely not. Will you continue to fear the anger of your enemies? Where is their fury and anger now? It is gone. gone. Soon all you captives will be released. Imprisonment, starvation, and death will not be your fate. For I am the Lord your God. My God, my God, I thank you, Lord, for your word. For I am the Lord your God who stirs up the sea, causing its waves to roar. My name is the Lord of heaven's armies, and I have put my words in your mouth, my God, and hid you safely in my hand. I stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. 
I am the one who says to Israel, you are my people. Wake up, wake up, O Jerusalem. You have drunk the, the cup of the Lord's fury. You have drunk the cup of terror, tipping out its last drops. Not one of your children is left alive to take your hand and guide you. These two calamities have fallen on you. Desolation and destruction, famine and war. And who is left to sympathize you with you? Who is left to comfort you? Comfort you? For your children have fainted and lie in the streets, helpless as antelopes caught in a net. The Lord has poured out, poured out his fury. God has rebuked them. But now listen to this, you afflicted ones who sit in drunken stupor, though not from drinking wine. This is what the, the sovereign Lord, your God and defender say, see, I have taken this terrible cup from your hands. You will drink no more of my fury. Instead, I will hand that cup to your tormentors. Those who said we will trample into the dust and walk your backs. God changed his mind. God changed his mind. God changed his his mind my god okay so i hope that you study oh my god i hope you take that and meditate on that god just gave us that take isaiah 51 and meditate on that today ask the holy spirit to show you where that truth is for you so that you can study that and get hope and encouragement there's a lot of encouragement and sometimes we'll be so full of despair or we are in certain circumstances or situations that it feels like God has forgotten about us. And God will bring us a word like that that says, I haven't forgotten about you. And in a second, I'm getting ready to remove all of that in from you. And I'm going to restore you. And you're not going to be imprisoned. And you're not going to starve. And death will not be your fate. And if you understand your books and you understand your calling on your life, then it's easy for you to chew on that. Because you know that you haven't fulfilled your books yet, or you know that God has very has a different type of thinking towards you. So when I learned that God thought differently towards me, it changed my expectations of what God did for me. And I know that a repentant heart can change the trajectory of anything. And so that's why I remember David says in Psalms 51, keep a broken and contrite spirit, stay before God broken and contrite and watch what he does for you. Always humbling yourself, never exalting yourself. Remember I told, I taught you, um, in Proverbs, uh, right before, uh, trust in the Lord three, five and six It's the second verse or the first verse. And it says kindness and loyalty is what's going to give you favor, right? Kindness and loyalty is what's going to give you favor. And so bind kindness and loyalty around your neck so that you can walk in favor, be loyal, right? Be loyal to God, be loyal and committed to the things that you're supposed to be. And then be kind in everything. Kindness, kindness, kindness. The law of kindness is in this girl's mouth. My God, I wasn't all that way, always that way, but now I can't help but to be kind because I know that God wants me kind. So let's get into our spiritual blessing, our spiritual truth today. We are, uh, we've been, if you're new to this, right? If you've been, but you ain't, can win. We're going to talk about work. You, you, I, I hope you did what I asked you to do. We talked about something. You were supposed to be doing something. I hope you did what I, you, uh, I asked you to do where work was concerned. We're going to have to call. I'm going to have to call you. Um, so the word of truth, right? We're going to talk about our spiritual blessings. And one of the spiritual blessings, and we've been going through spiritual blessings and what those spiritual blessings are. Uh, one, we've been chosen. We know that. 
right? Two, we've been holy and blameless, right? Three, we are in his love. We have God's love. Four, we've been adopted by God. We are predetermined to be his own through Christ Jesus. God selected us as his son or daughter. Five, we are accepted in the beloved. We're already accepted by God. Six, we've been redeemed through his blood. Seven, we've been forgiven of every last sin, even our future sin. Eight, we know that his grace is abiding towards us, meaning we have unmerited favor and grace. Nine, he makes known to us the mystery of his will, right? We understand God's will. And I gave you some scriptures for God's will the other day. 10, we've obtained an internal inheritance. This is something eternal. And if we set our mind or our thoughts on things above, then we won't even be concerned about the things on this earth. And we talked about that yesterday. And today, one of the other spiritual blessings is that you've been given the truth. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the fact that you've been given the truth and God's truth is light in darkness. You are not without counsel. You are not without counsel. You are not, you are not, uh, and we're not left in the dark. And when we discovered or we got his good news, his good news brought us the truth. Well, there's a little bit of problem here. And the reason that there's a little bit of problem here is in all honesty, I think sometimes it's easier for us to believe the lie or believe what we don't want to accept and receive because the truth shakes the foundation of what we really know. Like the truth shakes the foundation of what we really know. And so it's hard for us to grasp the truth because the truth shakes the foundation of what we, what we believe, what God has said, what is sovereign, what, what God has said. And so we will trust this world system. We will uh, trust and lean into our own understanding. We will trust our friends. We will trust our mom. We will trust everybody except what God has brought us as the truth. And he brings us the truth and he brings us the Holy Spirit to give us the truth. But most, most time, and I'm just going to be honest, we don't want to receive God's truth. There's an ultimate truth that God has given us and he's given us the truth in his word. And when I was meditating on this, I was like, God, if you've given us the truth, if you've told us you've loved us, then why at any point at any time do we believe anything else other than this truth, right? If, if you've told us we're not separated from you, then what other things, what, what, why is it so difficult us for us to bring, believe this? Why are we not trusting in the fact that you've brought us the truth? And the reason that you brought us the truth is so that we won't be misled or um, deceived, right? And it's so funny because sometimes we'll start reading the word and we know that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life, right? Jesus says that to us. And then we'll start reading the word and I'm not, and we'll start saying, well, did God really mean that? What, what was, did God, did God really mean that? And we got all this big, bold print from Jesus, right? And Jesus is saying, they asked him, they said, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus is like, love your God with all your heart and all your might. And then love your neighbor as you love yourself. And then we're put in circumstances or situations when we're supposed to love God with all our heart and all our might love our neighbor as ourself. And then when it comes to loving our neighbor as ourself, we'll justify. 
why we shouldn't love our neighbor. We'll take that truth and we won't eat that truth and we won't live in that truth. And then that, that truth, that seed of truth cannot become a harvest in our life. And we do, and we don't just do that with love. We do that with everything else that we're connected to. And so you don't have, Oh, I need the truth. I need to know why, how, how God feels about me. Well, he says in his word, how he feels about you. He's giving you truth of how he feels about you. But instead of you taking that truth and receiving that you're adopted, that you're redeemed, um, that your love, that your thought of that your purpose, you'll take the truth of man. And part of the reason is we, we only want to receive what makes us comfortable. I'm just going to be honest. We only want to receive what makes us comfortable. We don't want to deal with the uncomfortable places. We don't want to deal with the pruning. We don't want to deal with the reality of what God is saying to us. And we don't want to deal with the truth because the truth is going to require more from you. The truth is going to require more from you. So then when I read and I study the word, I study the word from perspective of only limited truth. That's why a lot of times we want messages that are comforting. We want messages that tell us how we're going to, how blessed we're going to be. We want messages that talk to us about our house. We want messages that tell us, you know, we're going to be healed, but we don't want the word that says, look, you got to straighten this out so that you can line up with kingdom. You, you got to straighten this out so that you can become, you got to deal with the weeds in your heart, but he brought you in all truth so that you could experience your eternal inheritance. You got to be able to experience, you're not going to be able to experience your eternal inheritance. If you don't know the truth, if you don't know the truth and, and we say that, give me the real deal, keep it 100. And then the Lord will bring a man or woman of God to keep it 100 with you. And you, you mad at them because they done brought you a spiritual truth, right? Well, what does the word say about my money? It says, given it should be given unto you, press down, shaking together, runneth over, right? It also says, to, it also says to you, money is the root of all evil. Money is not evil, but it's the root of all evil, right? It also tells you to tithe. Timothy tells us that all scripture is profitable, all scripture. And so it also tells you to tithe. And so then because the spiritual truth makes me uncomfortable, right? I don't want to accept it as truth. I, I don't want to accept it as truth. God tells us and compels us to love selfishly. He says, think of others before yourself. He tells you that he says, think of others. That's what the scripture says. So then when somebody does something to us, we don't start thinking of them above ourselves. We start thinking of myself. They not going to get over on me. They not about to do me like that. They not going to have and God and, and, and we can't back any that of that up in the word. We cannot back up hostility towards other people in the word. We cannot back up vengeance in the word. We cannot back up any of the things that we work, we drop means, means all the time. Sometimes I go back through my social media and look and say, was this of myself or was this of you? And if this was of myself, let me remove this. Like, let me remove this. When you told me to help bear another person's burdens, right? When you told me to help bear another person's, when you told me to love unselfishly, when you told me to forgive no matter what, well, he didn't tell me, no, he said, forgive. And so he's given us all truth and we don't want to walk in all truth. 
We don't want to be in humility. It hurts to be in humility because it looks like somebody is stepping or walking over me. When God has said, no, I'm telling you to humble yourself. I'm telling you to close your mouth. I'm telling you, Father, I'm telling you pride comes before the hall fall and a haughty spirit is going to lead to destruction. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is the way this is the truth or not. I'm telling you, it says, let me read this to you. This is John 17 and 14. It says, I've given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong in the world. Just as I do not belong in the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. So I th- making them holy by the truth, teach them your word by the truth. So the only one way you're going to be 100 and walk in the truth is through the word, right? We don't want to receive the word when it makes us accountable. We don't, we don't want friendships that make us accountable. We don't want relationships that pull us up and make us accountable. And, but, but one of the benefits of being a child of God is I don't have to walk around in deception. I don't have to walk around and be misled. I don't have to walk around and be deceived. I don't have to walk around guessing God's will or God's truth or how I'm supposed to act in a particular situation. And so instead of tapping into the truth, I'll tap into lies. I'll tap into emotionalism. I'll tap into relationships and to people who are going to um, encourage me to do what's not right instead of what's doing what's wise. And when we're deceived like that, We're not able to receive our eternal inheritance and walk into the fullness of what we are supposed to, right? And then uh, you do need someone to hold you accountable, but most people do not want somebody to hold them accountable. And the reason we know that we don't want somebody to hold us accountable is because we will not be transparent and vulnerable. We will not, we will not be transparent and vulnerable. We will not talk to the Lord about where we are and we will not talk to others about where we are. Instead of saying, I'm struggling and this is what I'm struggling about, right? Right. I'm I'm struggling. This is what I'm struggling about. Exodus 34 and six said the Lord then passed in front of him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth. God abides in loving kindness and truth. God abides in it. Right. Psalms 57 and 10 for your loving kindness is great to heavens and your truth to the clouds. You need this truth in your life. That's why the enemy fights you on studying the word of God, because he knows once your brain get un- gets unlocked to the truth of who you are, to the truth of who God is, to the truth of your purpose, to the truth of your call in Christ Jesus. He knows once you understand you righteous. He knows once you understand what God has said about you, he knows once you understand that you have books and he knows once this word begins to transform you. So he fights you. He wants you disconnected. He don't want you studying the word. He don't want you submitted to no spiritual leader. He doesn't want you to do it because he knows once you get the truth, you're going to be a bad mamma jamma. You, sir, you're going to be, you're going to be a powerful force. He knows when you know you walk in things above and you walk in things above only, and you make a decision not to be petty. He knows once you get the truth down inside of you, you're going to tear some stuff up for kingdom. So he doesn't want you to have the truth. 
He doesn't want you to know you walk in the knowledge of truth. He wants you to question the Bible. He wants you to say, well, that ain't really for me or that ain't really for my season or that's for you. He wants you to have a thousand and one excuses, but God does not work in excuses. My uncle always told me excuses ain't nothing but a lie. Right? That ain't nothing. Psalms 86 and 15. But you, O Lord God, are God, merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness and in truth. So if God is in truth, why would we operate in anything less than the truth? What is the truth about Lakeisha? What is the truth about Javen? What is the truth about Jaleel? If, if God promised me my children are an inheritance, why am I receiving any other message telling me that my children are not an inheritance? Right. If God told me, if God told me that I would not his seed would never beg for bread, then why am I out begging for bread? The only reason that I'm out begging for bread is that I don't know the truth of what God said. I don't know him to be the truth. I don't know that I'm sealed, that I'm guaranteed. Right. I don't know how and what his word of truth is. I don't know that Jesus brought the guarantee. <laughs> I don't know that Jesus brought the guarantee. I don't really understand. And so, because I don't know that Jesus brought the guarantee, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep trying to walk in it. I'm going to keep struggling with it. I'm going to keep putting it on me. I'm going to keep trying the same tactics and the methods that lead to insanity. And it's just calling, causing me to lose my mind. He's like, no, I'm giving you the truth. I'm in this word providing you with truth, right? I'm, 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 I'm pulling you into a place so you can dwell with me, right? Psalms 111 and seven says the work of his hands are truth and justice. So if there's this many scriptures about truth and it says all his precepts are sure, all of God's precepts are sure. All of his precepts are sure not. And we'll sit around and go, well, this worked for her, but this doesn't work for me. Well, if he's your daddy too, right? And he reigns on the just and the unjust. And he reigns on even those that don't do the things that are right. Then why wouldn't this be your truth? Why wouldn't it be the truth? Why wouldn't it be? If God said it's not good for man to be alone, right? If it's not good, I'm going to make him a helper. Then why can't you get married? Why wouldn't you be able to give me, well, maybe he just called me to singleness and some people are called to singleness, but if that's not your truth, why would you accept anything other truth? Why wouldn't you position yourself thinking on things of above, occupying till it comes, enjoying your singleness, letting him get the glory out of your life while you're single, single until divine intervention, until your book hits the sweet spot. Come on, Holy Spirit, until your book hits the sweet spot. And once your book hits the sweet spot and you're walking in the place of where you're supposed to be, once your book hits the sweet spot, then your spouse comes in. Well, we don't want to be patient. We don't want to wait on a loving, kind God. We don't believe that God really has our trust best interest. If we go to the book of Abraham, when he created Ishmael, it's because they, he didn't want to hold on to the fact Sarah started harping on him. Well, I ain't even pregnant yet. And God said I was going to get pregnant. Come on now. I ain't even pregnant yet. And God says, I'm going to get pregnant. It didn't make sense with God. And God was saying, just trust me. Lean not into your own understanding. Hold on to what I said to you. Right. And they went, he's like, she says, I'll go on and sleep with your maid. Go on and go on and sleep with your maid. So he, so she goes and she sleeps with, he sleeps with her maid and they create Ishmael. And guess what? Ishmael still is not the promise. It's because that wasn't God's truth. That wasn't what written in his books. 
That wasn't what came through Christ Jesus. And so it's hard. Um, Psalms 1084 says, for your loving kindness is great above the heavens and your truth reaches to the skies. My God, there's so much in here. Zechariah 8, 3 says, thus said the Lord, I will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Then the Jerusalem will be called the city of truth and the mountain of the Lord of hosts will be called to the holy mountain. God's not going to promise you something. God is the promises of God are yes and amen. But we got to understand what he gave over to us when Jesus Christ um, died for us which what it was, was truth. <laughs> he gave us the truth of how to live. He gave us the truth about us. He sealed us in the day of redemption. He gave us truth about our internal inheritance. But because we've been bombarded with so many other things that don't look like truth, we think God is lying to us. And he is clear in his word that says, I'm a God and I cannot lie. I cannot swear by myself. I cannot promise you deliverance. I cannot give you a word, a prophetic word and it not come to pass. Psalms 86 and 11 says, teach me your way, O Lord. I walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name so that I can walk in truth. So that, 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 that's another blessing that comes from God, right? You don't have to be deceived. Can I tell you something personally, not like personally, but like you're not in this love affair with God that he's hiding things. This is not like a casual love affair or a relationship where somebody is playing mind games and you don't know how they feel about you. That's not the relationship. That's not the circumstance. That's not where you are. That's not the situation. He's not that kind of God. He's not, he's not, he's never been. He's a just guy. He's a fair guy, but he is not hiding things from you. Well, I don't know why the Lord hadn't told me this. Perhaps he hadn't told you this because it's not time. Or perhaps he hadn't told you this because he already told you this because it's in his truth. Well, I don't know if it's God's will for me. It's in his truth. It's in, it's in its truth for your soul to prosper. It's in his truth for you to be in good health. It's in, it's in his truth. It's in his truth for you to fulfill your purpose and your call. It's in his truth for your, his kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth. It's in his truth. And sometimes we're looking for some other inspiration to give his truth. Well, here's the truth. When Jesus came, he said, I'll lead you to all truth. And when I go away, the Holy Spirit is coming so you can have all truth, right? I'm praying that you understand that your truth is in Christ Jesus and nothing else. It's not in man. It's not in your mama. It's not in your daddy. It's not in your career. It's not in your job. All that stuff will fade away. But your truth is in what this word says. Your truth is in what this word says. This truth is Jesus prayed for you. Jesus already said you crossed his heart and his mind. He already redeemed you from future, future, future sins. And so if I'm so sin conscious and I don't understand that I'm redeemed, do you know you're falling sin, being overwhelmed by sin? Instead of being overwhelmed by righteousness, when you're overwhelmed by righteousness, you'll eat and digest righteousness. When you are overwhelmed by sin, you'll eat and digest sin because you'll be so consumed by sin. Sin will have a hold over you. Sin will have a hold over you. You are not supposed to be that sin conscious. You're supposed to be focused on the holiness. When you focus on Jesus's holiness and what he did for you on the cross, it becomes more and more hard for you to sin.
It becomes more and more hard for you to sin when you're focused on the truth of righteousness and holiness. Now, is this your sin past? No. But the more you spend time with God, the more you understand his truth and what he says about you, the less you'll want to sin. The desires will begin to go away because the truth comes in and it locks those desires up. Come on, Holy Spirit. The truth comes in and it locks those desires up. It becomes the girding for for those truths. No, Jesus died for this sin. And since Jesus died for this sin or Jesus died for my lust or Jesus died for this, Jesus already died for this. I'm not getting ready to pay the penalty for what he already died for. So I'm going to submit to God, resist the devil, and he's going to flee, <laughs> right? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to submit this situation. I don't care if I have to submit this situation. 999,000 times. I'm going to keep submitting this situation. It says a just man falls, right? But he gets back up. You're just and how you're just is through Christ Jesus. So when you don't get it right today, get your butt back up. Get your butt back up. Get in your word. Get with somebody who can help lead you to truth. Keep a repentant heart and get back up. You're not going to be perfect. Jesus knew you were not going to be perfect or he wouldn't have died for you. When you think you got to be perfect or when you think that you can't walk in holiness, it's because you don't understand the death at the cross. You don't understand the death at the cross. You don't understand really what Jesus did for you. You it's beyond your thinking. And the reason it's beyond your thinking is because you're not faithing for it and you're not receiving it by the spirit. And it's like, no, this is what I did for you. Now get the spiritual revelation and truth, deal with your sinful self, repent, put yourself on the altar, Keep pressing in prayer. Keep getting in your word. Keep studying your word. Unite what you like, like believers. Get filled with the Holy Spirit so that I can bring you in all truth and stop focusing so much on all these negative things. Set your mind on things above so that I can, you can walk out truth, fulfill your books and walk into the fullness of what God is calling you to walk into. Well, the only way that you're going to be able to do that is that you know the truth. That you know the truth. Ephesians 6, 14 says, stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the blessed breastplate of righteousness, you will not be able to gird yourself with truth if you don't know what the truth is. That, that, that you got to, people, when people are always like, I've been praying. I'm like, that's good. I want you to pray. I need you to study your word. <laughs> I need you to study your word. I need you to get in your word. I need to understand what your word says. And I'm not talking about mimicking it because if you're mimicking it, when a situation comes in, you're going to fail. I need you to get in your word. I need you to ask Jesus for you. Lord Jesus, give me your holiness. Father, I need your holiness. Jesus, I need you to help. Holy Spirit, I need you to help. Here is my weakness. You said cast all your cares on you because you care for me. So I need to cast my cares on you. I don't know the truth about this situation. I don't know the truth about this situation. Or I haven't received the truth about this situation. What do you say your words say about the truth? He told you he'd have you'd have peace during trials. John 16 and 33 tells you you'll have peace even during your trials. He said, I've told you all of this. Jesus says, Jesus said, do you finally believe? But the time is coming. Indeed, it is here now when you will be scattered. 
each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I'm not alone because the Father is with me. I've told you all of this so you have peace with me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. He's already told you. When you have challenges, you can have peace in me because God has already fought your battle and conquered your enemy, right? So when difficulty arise, you got to remember, oh, I got to take heart. I got to take heart. I got to remember what the truth says so that the truth can set me free from the burden so that the truth can set me free. Come on, Holy Spirit, from the depression so that the truth can set me free from the worry so that the truth can set me free. The only reason you ain't walking in the peace or receiving is because you ain't received the truth of what the word of God says. If he said, cast all his cares on him, why are you carrying your cares? He said, cast all your cares on me so that I can care for you because you can't carry this anyway. Well, if you don't know the truth that he said, cast all his cares, you're going to keep carrying the same stuff over and over again, getting weary, getting worn out, getting burdened, being stressed out, being overwhelmed and consumed because you don't know what the truth says. You don't know. You don't know what the truth says. Since I found the truth, I sleep. I sleep all night long. I sleep real good. As a matter of fact, I sleep with my phone in another room. I don't even sleep with the fo- my phone in the room with me because I have enough trust that the Holy Spirit, if something happens, he's going to wake me up. That's how I live. I'm like, I'm sleeping with my phone over there. I, I can't be weary and well doing. Why? Because you told me that if I don't faint, I'm going to reap in due season. <laughs> So the truth, the truth, he came and brought you truth. That's a spiritual blessing that you don't have to walk around ignorant like people who are not in Christ Jesus. You get to receive the truth. And then guess what? We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit tomorrow. You have the promise of the Holy Spirit that gives you the advantage. You have the promise of the Holy Spirit that'll give you the advantage. The only reason you ain't got the advantage right now is because you ain't yielded to the Holy Spirit. You ain't yielding to him. You won't stop. You always on the go. You always on the move. You ain't got ears to hear, right? You ain't got eyes to see because you won't let the Holy Spirit have the advantage because you don't even know the truth about really what the Holy Spirit will do for you. He your advocate. My God, he's your comforter. He's your mentor. He's your coach. He'll teach you all things. But because you don't know the truth about the Holy Spirit and you talking to somebody who was ignorant of the Holy Spirit, did not think I needed the Holy Spirit, thought I needed myself, thought I needed my talents, thought I needed my degrees, thought it was about more money, thought you looking at something. And I was burning wheels, engine with no oil, burning my car up, stressed out, stung out, crazy because I didn't let the truth come in that the truth, the truth was going to set me free. The truth came to set you free. Well, that's it today. So you've been, the the only reason you're not walking in the truth or receiving is because you don't know what the truth says about you. You don't know what, you don't really know what the death of the cross meant. You don't really know when the enemy comes against me. I keep reminding him, you were already defeated at the cross. Why are you over here talking to me? Get your ignorant self somewhere else. You were already defeated at the cross. You were defeated. You talk a good game. You, you walk a good game. You, you, you got a whole lot you need to say to me. You think you need to say to me, but you were already defeated at the cross. 
So I'm going to submit to God. I'm going to submit this situation to God. You're not going to keep talking to me about the situation. And then I'm going to resist depression because I submitted to God. I'm going to resist mind battles because I submitted to God. I'm going to resist anxiety because I submitted to God. I'm going to resist worry because I submitted to God. I'm going to resist fear. I'm going to resist all of those things. You ain't going to sit up here. You don't get to talk to me about my circumstance and my situation. When God said he already daily load me with benefits. Why am I even sitting here having a conversation with you? As a matter of fact, why are you even talk to me as a matter of fact what are you even doing in my house because this house is under the blood so what are you even doing in my house this this house is under the blood this house is sanctified and set apart for Jesus Christ so why are you even in my house why why are you even in my door why are you even on my job because if I'm at my job if God be for me who can be against me right Lakeisha who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide on it if God is for me who can be so why are you even talking to me at work why are you even whispering my name why are you trying to have me mad upset and frustrated and all these other other things when God has already said to me if God be for me who can be against me why are you trying to talk to me about my children when he's already said that they are a spiritual inheritance so why would I be worried about what I see when I know you said train them up in the way and even if they depart they coming back home so I don't want you talking to my kids because guess what has to happen they're coming back home I don't want you talking to my future I don't want you talking to me about my marriage why because God is mighty to save and he can take the worst situation and turn around so stop talking to me this house is under the blood this house is under the blood my ministry is under the blood my career is under the blood my god my eternal heritage it's all under the blood the only reason is you don't understand the power of the blood you don't understand what Jesus really did when he was pierced, when he was bruised when he was battered when he was picked on when he kicked he took all of that on for you but if the enemy can play games with you because he knows you don't know your truth he'll keep playing with your mind Cause you don't know your truth and you won't back him up with the word. You won't back him up with the truth. Well, I've been praying. No, you better back him up with some truth. The sword of the spirit. This is what the word said about me. And I'm not going to believe and live in anything else because this is what the word said about me. This is, I'm going to take my authority in the name of Jesus. You don't have to even get into all the, da, 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 da. all you got to say in the name of Jesus. In the, in the name of Jesus. He said, if you ask anything in my name, according to the, it is God's will that you not be in the name name of Jesus in the name of G in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I command you to stop in the name of Jesus I command you to stop playing my games but here's the thing I told y'all that I'm just saying so your conscience is clear you it's hard for you to take authority over what you will what what you participate in it's hard for you to take authority and God has been dealing with me about that lately. It's hard for you to take authority over what you participate in. That's why I'm focusing on holiness. That's why I'm focusing. And for wherever I'm weak and I'm asking the Holy Spirit for help. I love y'all. Let's go. It's the weekend, baby. Let's go. Hey, consider being a partner with the ministry. Log on to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, right? Thank you for all of you who help us get the gospel throughout the world. Thank you, God, for being sovereign. Thank you for this word today. Thank you that we know the truth. Thank you that we walk in holiness. Thank you, Father God, that you have set us apart. And thank you, Father God, that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. He is the answer to all truth. So get your truth. Know your truth. You're not, God ain't mysterious trying to hold some truth for you. He ain't hold no card under the table. That is not the God we serve. I thank you, Lord, for your word today. I thank you for your people. Let me cover your weekend in the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
Father God, I seal off this weekend in the blood. I thank you. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. I cancel every assignment of the enemy off their life. And I thank you, Father God, as they they re restore them, restore them, oh Lord, restore them this weekend. Let them feel your peace. Let them feel your love. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.